Hey y'all, this is Lauren Akins and welcome back to the Live and Love Podcast. This season, I get to sit down with my friends and family and talk about the areas of our lives where we really get to live in love. And we've got some new things too we're going to get to share with y'all, even things that you may not know just because you read my book, Live in Love. Man, I've experienced that every episode so far this season, Lauren. Hey friends, I'm Annie Updowns. I'm really excited to be here again with Lauren and with y'all. I love being a part of this new season of this really special show. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that now. And don't forget, there's already three episodes available this season and all of season one. So you got a lot you get to listen to if you are new here. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And if you haven't gotten your copy of Lauren's New York Times bestseller, Live in Love, let's go. Let's go today. Let's get it today. It is such a good read, you guys. You can get it at your favorite local bookstore or anywhere you love to buy books online. And Lauren, I'm really excited about today. Who's joining us for this conversation on how to live in love in friendship? So today I'm bringing on my very best friend, Lindsay Marlin, to talk about what it means for us to live in love in our friendship. Hey y'all, so before we start today's show, I wanted to talk to you about one of our partners, Crew. I'm sure most of y'all would agree with me when I say this, the Bible has changed our lives and so much of what living in love looks like for me and especially my family is because of what we've learned from the Bible. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible. You couldn't just buy one at your local bookstore or even afford one. Take it a step further, And imagine that you aren't even allowed to have a Bible. I think sometimes it's so easy to forget that there are so many people all over the world who simply can't just get a Bible. And that is why we are so thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. Simply text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could really change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326, that's L-I-V-E, to 71326 to help now, or you can visit give.crew.org slash live. All right, Lauren, start by telling me, why is Lindsay here? What are we doing? I'm going to introduce you to my best friend in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) She is literally, other than I feel like my husband and Jesus... I feel like she is the other half of me. Okay, well, my sister and I are pretty close too. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lindsay is like the one person that I found in the world that I was not born into a relationship with other than my husband, who I feel like understands every single part of me. And she's been through basically my whole life with me, all the ups and downs and all the crazy parts. There are very few people who get me like she does, and I think the reverse is true. Not to mention she's literally like the most witty human being you will ever meet in your entire yes. life. And she's she's also a little bit of a dork, which <laughs> really speaks to my dorky heart, which is good. I think but, that's what brought us together. Really. Yeah. <laughs> How old were y'all? Probably the best friendship part where I realized this is a forever kind of thing. Like we are just really hitting it off was... Probably 14, eighth grade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Eighth grade. Um, At the water fountain. At the water fountain for real? That's what I remember. She's like, I don't remember that. But I remember her with her sweet, precious boy shorts on and her long, lanky legs standing, towering over the water fountain and all all of these little kids (laughs) who were like a whole head shorter than her. I felt like, I guess you really didn't hit your gross part till later, but I always imagined you as this really tall tomboy and i was so gangly i know you're so cute you know i don't know if lauren even knows this but i think the one moment that stands out to me was i don't know if you remember this but on my 14th birthday in eighth grade you brought a balloon to me for school school yeah and um i didn't have many friends at the time and that meant 
the world to me. And I remember we have a picture and I'm about a foot shorter than you in that picture. <laughs> I, I was really short. But, I think that picture's in my Bible. Don't you have a Good Pasture soccer I do. t-shirt or a and jacket on? swallowing the whole. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I do. But, but that's where it started. I mean, we just kind of hit it off from there. Just perfect situations that we were put in. We were in an eighth grade project together. And that's when we realized, oh, gosh, we're funny together. Mm. This is good. <laughs> so why is that picture in your Bible? I mean, truly, she is one of the dearest souls on the planet to me. And so it's like having a picture of somebody in my family mm. and I mean I have like some pictures in my Bible that I'll like put as like bookmarks or whatever yeah. but I think I have two of Lindsay and I only have like probably four pictures in my Bible <laughs> so you made up half of them <laughs> she's just she is so special to me like I can't I can't say it enough like words just don't do justice to my heart mm. but I'm just so excited that you're here. Thank you. I'm so pumped to be here. Yeah. How how nervous are you now that we've started? I'm not, not nervous. I figured it would just kind of naturally all come out. Uh-huh. Honestly, you know, it just once we get rolling, I feel like we just go. Will you tell me a little bit about your life path? Like we know Lauren's story. Mm-hmm. We read Live in Love. We've listened to the podcast. But like, how did y'all stay connected? Did y'all go to the same high school and college? And how has all this worked? We went to a nearby private Christian school down the road and... K through 12. So I knew Lauren from elementary school. We didn't get close until middle school, junior Same high. Same grade. Same grade. Yeah. 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 I graduated with her and Thomas Rhett. Mm-hmm. We went to college together. We were freshman roommates at Tennessee. Oh, that's fun. It was so fun. Just the two of you or are there more people in there? Just the two of us. Just, yeah. We shared a room. We shared a dorm room. Yeah. A little tiny dorm room. But we had like an epic view. We and <laughs> we were... On the 11th floor, mm-hmm. that move-in day was a lot of fun going up and down those stairs. <gasps> Y'all did do stairs? Well, my dad was determined that we would not wait in line for the elevators. Yeah. He's like, We're, we can do this. It's healthy. Let's climb the stairs and, and carry both, a bed up 11 flights. Uh-uh. Both of our parents wanted to get the heck out of there, you know? Yeah. They just, they didn't want to hang out. <laughs> it was chaos. It was. It was crazy. But we we did college together. I would say more in college is when we, we probably went more our own. Found different friend groups. <clears throat> Sure. Yeah, I got. I was very involved with housing, the athletic department, because that was my major. Um, Lauren was in nursing school and was in a sorority, so we were still consistent with each other. But we we weren't roommates for the first time. Um, we didn't see each other every day like we had since mm-hmm. junior high. And then we kind of adulted from there and has have kept our best friendship and been able to maintain that despite very different lives. Yeah. Since then, extremely different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are like. How did that work? Like, y'all were so close. Wasn't that a bad idea? Y'all living together? And I was like, oh. no. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like it made us even closer living together. But we didn't argue one time. But granted, I don't naturally have the spirit of arguing. Right. <laughs> but, and you don't either. But I think it worked so well for us. I think both of us are so comfortable in our own skin. And Always? Was that true in middle school? No, not for me. Definitely not. That, again, that's why she's grown into that. I mean, goodness, that's why I've kept this girl around. You know, I mean, she she really helped me in in middle school become more confident. You know, like she was the one person I felt that saw me around that time. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've we've talked about things like that. But but I mean, you you have been the consistent person since I was that age. And you know, she always made me feel included and special. And I mean, that's from her upbringing and. Thank goodness for Steve and Lisa for raising such good kids. That's her, you know, choosing the right crowd to be around and always making Jesus first because she really did. I mean, everyone knew Lauren Gregory as that and it's how she treated me. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. And still to this day, it's, I mean, it's such a big part of our, our lives. That's where it all started. Lindsay was always cool. She acts like she wasn't cool. I mean, maybe she didn't run around with like the girls who were all the limited two, you know, right? Because Still. she was like on the Orange Crush softball team and and crushing <laughs> and also, life. It, like, kind of doesn't matter if she was cool to you. She was cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just I when I saw her, I I think we've I've even told you this the other day. I was like, I remember seeing you at the water fountain, and I was like, dang. This girl is so cool. Like, she's not wearing limited to. She doesn't have on, like, the cool new shoes. And, you know, her hair is not 
I don't even remember what was cool then, but you just did your own thing. And to me, that was inspiring because I was like, man, I bet she's like playing football with the guys down the street in your neighborhood. And she's totally riding her dirt bike through the mud. And like, those are things that I love to do. But I definitely tried to look more of like the the quote unquote cool part at school just to feel like I fit in. And once I saw her and to me, what what I saw was what I thought was confidence. I was like, I want to be her friend because I want whatever she's got that makes her want to show up and wear whatever she wants to wear and wear her Nike shorts to school and play on the playground with the dudes instead of like doing whatever the girls were doing because that's what was fun for her. I was like, I want to be around her more because because I do have a lot of that spirit, but I just maybe me and her can hit it off and she can show me her ways. And so I think probably equally we saw things in each other that we wished we had more of. Yeah. There more confidence in that area. And I never realized it until we got older and she kind of shared that with me. And so the other night I shared that with her. I was like, I thought you were the cool one because you <laughs> like just did what you wanted to do and didn't care. Or it seemed like she didn't care. That kind of started us completing each other for sure. We weren't afraid to get like in the mud. You know what I mean? I mean, I was we were involved in sports. I remember you beating all the girls in soccer and races. I was a big tomboy. I still am. I'm not going to lie. And and it's in you too, Lauren. But yeah. yeah. Tomboys at heart. Good times. How are your lives so different now? You said you both said, oh, our lives are so different now. You know, Lauren and Thomas got married pretty young. Then their lives kind of took off as a married couple going through, you know, TR's changes and then then your changes. But I went back to school, went to grad school. I moved down to South Florida and had a job down there after school. So, you know, there was a period of time where me and Lauren really had to be intentional about staying in touch mm. for about three years or so. Yeah. Um, and this was in the midst of, of you having kids. I know Ada James, I felt like I, I missed a lot of her younger years when Willa Gray was adopted. I missed a lot of that. Also, Ada James is how old now? Four. four. So you four. missed a lot of her younger years. I'm like, Lindsay. <laughs> but she four. made up for it over quarantine. Lindsay quarantined with us for 40 days. <laughs> so, yeah. And she was in the room when Lennon was born. I was. That was oh, wow. so special. I'll, I'll never forget that moment. That was awesome. We're making up for the time when she was yeah. in South oh, Florida sure. and yeah. I was on the road. For sure. Yeah. I And, and again, you know, now that I'm, I live back in Nashville, like, you know, they're a big priority. And, and, you know, through the past many years, I've gotten to go on the road with them and stay in touch like that. So, very different lives. You know, she's on her heading on her fourth kid here and, you know, you know, living down the road and, and single. So I get to jump in their lives and it's completely different from the life I go home to. It's it's so interesting. People are probably like, how do you guys stay so close with such different, you know, lives and d- different chapters you're in? But I will say she has to come more my way these days because I'm so slammed just in motherhood and pregnancy. But she's definitely had to make up the difference over the last few years, I would say. And I'm just so appreciative that she cherishes those relationships like with my family and with me to come that extra way because I feel like I don't have the capacity to go many directions these days. And so I hope once my life kind of, you know, I'm, tap the brakes on having a million kids for a little bit and I can kind of go more her way that's what she says after everyone I was about to say that's what she said when we were in here last time yeah I'm not knowing she was pregnant not having another baby for a while (laughs) just kidding I'm pregnant um but there's so much adventure that Lindsay has invited me in on for the most part I think the only time I've really told you no to an adventure is because of a baby yeah I know how spread thin she is but and she probably doesn't even know this, but there's been a few times where I'm like, hey, Mo, what's her next fall looking like? You know, and trying to because we, we did an awesome out west trip after I graduated grad school. Just me and her. It was very impromptu. But for two weeks, we oh so we fun. took, you know, went up the coast of, of California and all the way up to Seattle, Vancouver, Canada. And man, it was the best trip. That was like our first our adult life. trip. Thomas Trip was so jealous. He was. <laughs> he was like, can me and you do this again? Yeah. I was like. Maybe. I don't know that it will be the same dynamic, but it kind of just felt like we were reliving our, I don't know, we were like living together again for two weeks, just her mm-hmm. and I, and it just felt like we could do anything we wanted. And and we could. We could. We did it on a budget, but it was 
the coolest trip. We rented a red convertible something. Camaro. I don't even know. I remember calling the guy and I was like, I just need something that the top can come down (laughs) because we want to like have open air. And we drove up the coast and then... And I'd never been to California. So that was... But I had never been to parts that we went to, some of the parts that we went to. Okay. In Portland and Seattle. And then we, we actually, Thomas Rhett was touring then. And we stopped and saw him at the Gorge. Watershed Museum. Yeah, Festival. in Washington. Mm-hmm. Were you already married? We were married. Three what, years. What year was that? This was 2015. She's so I'm good weird with dates. Yeah, wow, I love it. She's That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we were in our third year of marriage. And we got to see him on tour. And then we took back off and I think like went to Portland or somewhere. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. But like we continued to like try to make time. And actually we were planning on doing some kind of a Europe trip Mm -hmm. with my cousins and my sister maybe. This is hopeful, wishful thinking during quarantine. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But then I also got pregnant and then Allie Brooke got pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it'll happen again though. It will happen soon. Yeah. We're going to do it again because it was so much fun. Do you get tired having to take more steps towards her? You know, you can be yeah. honest. Please be honest. Yeah, because there's a lot of single people that have close married friends that are listening and and they may sometimes feel that or may sometimes not. I'm just curious if... You know, I, I think more now than ever, it's been brought to my attention just because now it's not just them married. It's all of my friends. You know, we live in the South. Mm-hmm. It's just you get married young. That's just how it is. You know, me living in South Florida and coming here, two completely different places, mm-hmm. right? I think now more than ever, since it's nearly always me going to other people's lives, it's top of mind. But I think, I mean, goodness, I've been doing it for so long and they are literally family. You know, I adore her siblings, her parents, you know, her husband, her in-laws, her kids, all of the dogs. I love your dogs. (laughs) Um, It's not ever a problem or issue for me. It it comes to mind. But at the same time, like, I I understand, you know, this is just a different kind of situation, a different life. I feel guilty, though. Oh, I Same do. Way. Because I, I I, feel like I'm the needy friend. Mm. It's like, I'm sorry I can't show up all the time for you. But thanks for showing up literally all the time for me. <laughs> you know, it's just mm-hmm. like I'm definitely in that season where I feel like my friends are having to pour more into me than I'm able to pour back into them. I think you're probably being a little unfair to yourself in that. Uh, pouring into someone versus who drives to whose house are different yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, here's the thing. I feel and that I, way, though. I do. I do feel like my friends pour more into me right now than I'm able to pour. Okay, well, maybe physically, but at any point in time, if I ever needed a call or text, hey, you might not get the call immediately and you can pick up, but you know if I send you a text that says, Lauren, pick up your phone. <laughs> or if I, you know, text Thomas Rhett and say, tell Where's Lauren to pick up her phone. <laughs> yes. She'll be right there. And yeah. so, like you said, it doesn't physically it's not as easy but i know you're always there so it's all that matters that makes me feel a little better yeah you should i still struggle with the guilt though (laughs) i mean i just we're we're in such a we're in a very busy season and i'm exhausted but i'm so thankful for good friends who let me be exhausted and will show up to my house still or i can look at them and go hey i can't do it tonight Mm -hmm. I, i don't have the capacity i actually don't think I've ever said that to Lindsay <laughs> because she's literally only brought life to me. Yeah. Yeah. She only brings life wherever. I mean, and, and I'm so comfortable around her that if I feel like I can't get off the couch or I'm thrown up and, you know, in the midst of pregnancy funness, I'm good if she sits right next to me and just witnesses all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I realize that some people, that's not their personality. I, mean, I watched you give birth. So yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Yeah. I was there. She's been there seen that so i like that this season we have all the people on who've been in the room <laughs> during birth oh my. <laughs> yeah i know but just big birth room you know <laughs> keep following them in annie come on to the next one yeah i'm not there very interested <laughs> taking a moment from our conversation to tell you about an exciting new partner of ours quip you hear all the time that the first thing people notice is someone's smile and having a good oral care routine is super important especially in the season I'm in right now being pregnant. Good health starts with good habits and Quip makes it super easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two minute clean 
a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down, a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter, and reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, including best-selling all black and all pink, as well as bright plastic colors that your kids will enjoy too. On top of your brushing, you can upgrade your Quip with new Smart Motor to track and improve your brushing with free Quip app and earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. They have mint or watermelon toothpaste with anti-cavity ingredients for strong, healthy teeth and refillable sugar-free gum in a one-click dispenser that delivers a long-lasting mint flavor, freshens breath, and can help prevent cavities. In addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. With stylish and affordable electric toothbrushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. You can go to quip.com slash liveinlove right now and you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash liveinlove. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash liveinlove. Lindsay, did you think Lauren and Thomas Rhett would get married? When they first started dating for the the sec, you know, they dated in high school, but for the second time, no. Hmm. I remember the phone call Lauren gave me. I was heading back to Knoxville. It was for our senior year. I had to go up a little bit earlier because I was a resident assistant in the dorms. And I remember her calling me and said, I think I love him. I'm going to have to tell him. I think I love him. And I thought, what? <laughs> Has just started dating, you know, again. Maybe well, I think she probably was like, is this the same Thomas Rhett that we've always known? Are you sure you know what you're talking about? Y'all right. have never done this before. Right. As soon as I realized where her heart was and everything, it was just as mutual because we always knew how Thomas Rhett kind of felt. If we really thought about it, Lauren, we should have known. I probably should have. <laughs> I'm working on being more aware mm-hmm. in my 30s. <laughs> You're like 10 years later from when I should have sorted this out. Better late than never. Right. Gosh. But I mean, it was as real as could be. As soon as I, I'll never forget that phone call. But, you know, it happened so quickly and they got married, you know, engaged, married. And oh gosh, it's never had any doubt after that. Yeah. Meant to be. It threw me for a loop. I kind of, I remember the first time, I think it was the first time all of us hung out. Me and TR. And you, and I think Matthew. Oh, remember we went in the middle. In the middle. There's a spot in Thomas Rhett's neighborhood called the middle that we used to hang in high school. Mm -hmm. And apparently through college as well. Yes. Just like a cul-de-sac or like a. It it was at at the top of. It was on the top of the neighborhood. Like it was up on a hill. Just like a bunch of dirt. It's almost like an un, like they were about to start building or something. Just Uh, dirt everywhere. But they never really did. Or Mm -hmm. maybe they have now. I don't know. You had to take like a truck. You had to have four wheel drive to get up the dirt. Yeah. And then once you got to the top of the hill, you could see like downtown. Mm-hmm. And this was in Hendersonville. So it was oh my a little ways away. But it you was see downtown Nashville? Yeah. It's very high up. Um and I mean, we you, were you such could, rebels, man. Right. Y'all are crazy <laughs> being that high. So wild. But yeah, we hung out. Up there, I don't remember what we were doing that night. Or maybe it was after a... We had gone out to eat at Sam's down there. And... I don't know how you remember all this. Us four. What was the date, Lindsay? (laughs) Oh, no, seriously. I do have pictures from that night. But I think after that night, you had said something to me like, okay, I see it now. Mm -hmm. Like I had forgotten this night. I'm glad you reminded me. You were on board after that. Ever since? In my life, when my best friend got married... There was a real transition of my role Mm -hmm. in her life, Mm -hmm. and it came with some pain for me. And so I'm like, oh, this is who I am now versus who he is to her now, right? A little bit of, and we talked about this with Thomas Rhett's mom, too. What was it like when when Thomas Rhett became her number one, Right. right? Like, do you remember feeling anything about that, or was it just that he was along the ride so long that it didn't, you didn't feel it? Funny you ask. Interestingly enough, I didn't go through that with Thomas Rhett, but I knew we were going to go there. Uh-huh. I mean, and she's, you know, spoken out loud about it, but she had a very serious relationship before Thomas Rhett for five years. Almost five years. Yeah. So I think I'd already gone through that in college. 
Um, Her and Michael used to butt heads. We, we, oh. we, it was the jealous game we played, you know, and I'd really gone through that with him. And so I'd kind of gotten past the point of people that were, you know, took the number one spot with Lauren. So when Thomas Trek came around, it wasn't anything new to me. Mm-hmm. Was um, it easier because it was the right guy? Maybe this is terrible because I, I adore Michael now, but maybe I just like Thomas Red a little better at the time, you know. I think Michael and Lindsay constantly had this like a little bit of competition. Like I remember conversations with both of them where he would be like, "Seriously, like you're hanging out with her again? Like you and I haven't gone on a date in a while?" Or she'd be like, "Seriously." You're going out with him again? Like, because I was always like, the more the merrier. And I'm like, let's all three of us hang out. And they're looking at me like, we really, like, Lindsay's like, I love you. And I love Michael. I just don't really want to be the third wheel tonight. Mm. Or Michael will be like, hey, I love Lindsay, but like, I really don't want to hang out with my girlfriend and her best friend again tonight. Mm. And it's funny to talk about now because I know that they're still good friends. And we definitely laugh about it now. And the funny part was, is like after Thomas Stratton and I got together, there was a period where I was like, Lindsay, you and Michael should totally date. I was totally going to ask that, but I didn't want to. <laughs> and, and he was interested. Then <gasps> she, was, she was kind of interested. It was a very, very brief, premature, like, yeah, maybe. We laughed about it because I was like, hey, remember when y'all like is he used married to, to someone else? He is now. Oh, okay, fine. But. But remember, we all here. we still all hang ar- hung around each other. Yeah. Friends. So he was around a lot still mm. after, you know, the obvious break we needed once we broke up. But once a couple years passed, we were able to be around each other and it was yeah. fun. And he's with Danny now and she's incredible. Mm. But it was so funny to me because I was like, hey, guys, so can we just revisit for a second where y'all like put me in the middle of our relationships and didn't <laughs> like each other? And now we're like actually having a conversation about y'all potentially dating. They didn't. And th- there's really no more to the story there. It stopped. But it was a conversation initially. And I was like, hey, I wish we could have all been friends four years ago. Mm. But I'm being dramatic. They were friends. It was just, you know, the competition well, of my best friend and my boyfriend. It was, I think it was a little bit of immaturity involved too i mean we were 19 right. 20 years old right yeah and yeah that- but i also think it's important for people to hear that that's a that feeling is very normal sure that when a, one of the best friends gets in a serious relationship it's mm-hmm. super normal for the other one to have jealousy even though you you didn't want to date lauren no, <laughs> right? Right. you know, our best friends but it's i mean i think that's really important for people to hear that that happens yeah well, i mean we had just done everything together since yeah. like what do you mean I'm the back burner now? What? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. What are you feeling? Well, that always makes my heart so sad to hear that she felt that way. And obviously me and Michael don't really have these conversations anymore. But I think equally it would have made my heart sad to make him feel like I put him on the back burner at times. But that relationship with Michael was such an important part of my life. And it was such a good part of my life that I don't have any regrets about. But there are parts of me that look back on times with her and go like, should I have let a boy take me from her as much as he did? And and granted in that time, you know, we're in college and I think like Lindsay already said, like in the South, I think you just imagine after college, maybe we'll get married. And so we were dating very seriously, kind of pursuing that. So I think that's important to spend time with your boyfriend, obviously, but I definitely think there were moments where I could have been a better friend to her. And I think that's a story that a lot of girls go through when they have a single best friend and then they have this relationship with a boy Yes, and they think, well, she's been my best friend for so long. She'll always be there. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there is space to have that relationship with a boyfriend, but I think it's so important to not just assume or take advantage of your best friendships And be like, well, this is what I've got going right now. So after these few dates or after whatever we're doing, then you and I can hang out. We were immature. And I do think in college, everything is fresh and new and you're learning so much. But there are parts of me that wish I treated our best friendship a little more delicately than I did. Does that make sense? Yeah. And because of how much fun we had, I just... There are times where I look back and I go, I wonder if we missed out on some stuff because of my dating relationships. Hmm. No, I, I've just never thought this. 
This is news to me. I don't want you to feel bad. <laughs> I know. I just, I just love you so much. And hey, between but, <laughs> I've loved Michael too. I don't want Michael to be listen to this. Not that he's listening to my podcast. Maybe you are. If you are. What's up, Michael? We'd love to see you in season three, Michael. <laughs> Michael, I won the competition, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it, Lindsay. That's what I was going to get you to speak to is talk about what time has proven true. I mean, it, a little bit help her feel better. How have you seen the power of time grow y'all's friendship? You know, we've gone through a lot of hard stages. You know, me personally moving away and not knowing a soul and, you know, her going through this new life with TR and no one really knows how to handle fame when it just all of a sudden comes to them. I, yeah, I, I don't really know how to... I mean, everything's worked out as it should, and I, I was never one to tell Lauren she shouldn't be doing something or dating someone specifically, and I always trusted... I knew you were making the right choices. I don't think I ever really did second-guess any of your decision-making when it came to, like, your dating life or anything like that. I know we went through a brief period brief period where we we were the one fight that we ever got into hmm. lauren knows lauren best i feel like in Lindsay's true spirit of adventure she's always like if my life has kind of taken off and i think i feel like both of us learned a lot through me dating michael i think you realized it's not worth the battle because you know that i love you so much no guy was ever going to take the place of our friendship at least I hope that I proved that through that relationship. But I also learned that because she's so comfortable in her skin and she is such a safe place for me, and I hope that I'm equally that safe place for her, that inviting her into my life wherever I am was always an option. And so as mm. our life has taken off and, you know, we used to travel a lot. I don't travel with him anymore now that I'm about to have four kids at home. I've, I've always just kind of invited her in on that adventure and nine times out of 10, she's like, yeah, I'll be there. Even though it does feel like she's kind of taking those steps towards us right now. She makes me a priority and I make her a priority in the way that I make sure she knows she always has a seat mm -hmm. or a spot wherever I'm going. Mm -hmm. I don't have very many of those spots Despite the amount of fr good friends I feel like I do have, Lindsay is one that no matter what it is, I will make space for her. And I think just over time we've realized, and especially with our busy lives, that that's something that I'm committed to doing and she's committing to be being a part of our life. And I think over time, you know, through the things where I'm like, should I have been around her more or should we have really battled if you even want to call it that, over boyfriends or space or time with each other. I think regardless, at the end of the day, we have learned neither one of us is going anywhere. We're both very important in each other's lives, and we just continue to make the space. So over time, that space has just created more trust, I think, and more grace. Like, if I can't make it to something of yours, you're like, hey... I get it. Or if I invite you to do something, you're like, I can't make it work that weekend. I don't feel like we ever have any hard feelings yeah. toward each other. Like, I think we both kind of speak our piece and we're like, hey, you know, I'd love to be there. Can't make it happen tonight. And for whatever reason, I think that conversation is so hard with people sometimes. Like, they mm -hmm. feel so bad to say, I can't do that. I can't put my finger on how we do this so well. But I am so honest with you and you are so honest with me. And that is very rare, I think, in girlfriend relationships or maybe just relationships in general. But I always know that where my no lands with her is still a safe place. And she still knows how much I love her in a perfect world. I would be able to be there, but I can't. But she knows that that's not coming at her personally. Do you yeah. feel that way? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I saying no is... We just always know we're going to be there for each other, no matter what happens. I mean, we've gone through too much together at this point. I'm not scared to even make each other a little mad sometimes. It's like I might give her that poke that she needs that she may not be getting from someone else. And it's like, she'll be all right. She'll bounce back, but she needs to hear it, you know, and, and I hope she would do the same thing for me. And she does. And, and again, like you said, a lot of people don't want to step on friends' toes, mm -hmm. afraid of what's going to happen. But with each other, it's like, listen, you're like a sister to me and you need to hear these things or 
We don't tell each other no a lot, though. No, we don't. But the last poke I can think that you gave me was when I knew I was pregnant with Lennon. Do you remember that poke? I remember the poke. In Seattle? Was it Seattle? No. The good old... Where, yeah. Where were we? When we went good hiking. Old Northwestern poke up there in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she told me... <laughs> We were backstage. What was it, Seattle? I think it, it was. was. It, it was. And Seattle. I had a Bloody Mary that morning, too. You did. I I'd, I had gone. Um, Thomas Rhett had surprised her with a Mother's Day trip and had asked me to come along the trip. Supposed to be a surprise, but he can't keep surprises. No. So there we were. <laughs> we were backstage. And yeah. apparently we'd gone on the hike that morning. All of us. Cameron, did you know you were Larry. pregnant? No. Okay. Lindsay pointed it out to me. That's the poke. That's the story. Okay, keep going. Sorry. I don't know how well you remember this. I remember it like clear as day. We were backstage and she goes, uh, Lauren, you are being a royal fill in the blank. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, you were being so mean. She was like, what? Like, you're being so hateful to Thomas Dredd. And she was like, what's up? Like, just straight up called me out. And I was like, like, I didn't know what to say at first because it was like, golly, how dare you say that to me? Mm. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, I have been so hateful these last two days. I can't even remember. I think I was throwing a fit because we couldn't hike and go see a movie or something. Yes. Wasn't it like some? it was so ridiculous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really being a diva. And Lindsay was like, it's not a big deal. I mean, we can just go back to the venue and we'll rent a movie on the bus or something. And I was like, but I wanted to see this movie and it's in the theaters. I don't actually remember. But we got back that night and she was like, you need to chill out. She was like, you're being ridiculous and you're being so hateful to Thomas Rhett. He doesn't deserve it. And I remember totally getting my feathers ruffled. And I was like, I can't believe you just said that to me. And then I like replayed the events of the day. And I was like, wow, I have been a royal jerk all day long and probably yesterday as well and then I was like I don't know why I've been so mean to him I do love him I just don't like him at all right now (laughs) and then it dawned on me and I was like oh my gosh I'm pregnant (laughs) really (laughs) she said it out loud and there was a security guard right outside the venue as she and she she was just she said it out loud really loud and she looks over and there's this security guard just hanging out by the by the room and i remember saying out loud well this man's the first to know that you're pregnant yeah and as we walked out i said i had a drink in my hand i was drinking something i made some kind of cocktail that night and i was drinking it and i said and i've got a tequila in my hand or something like that (laughs) and i looked over at the security guard and i said you didn't hear anything. And he was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> but Lindsay was like, well, let's hope he keeps his word because this really could be bad. But I took a few pregnancy tests and they were all negative. But I'm convinced that I'm pregnant. But all that to say, I, I was pregnant. It was with Lennon. I just, it was too early for the test to tell. But my best friend could tell because she was like, you are not being a nice human and you need to hear it. But it was good for me. I've learned a lot about marriage just being in their lives. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's been I'm not very patient. And so I've I've learned a lot just witnessing them do life um, from each of them. And Thomas Rhett probably doesn't even know. But I mean, he's taught me a lot, too. Just witnessing you guys do your thing, you know, and you're probably like, I really wish Lindsay wasn't in the room to see this, you know, <laughs> that's good. But, but it's again, really sacred, isn't it? When yeah. a married couple lets you come in. Sure. Up mm-hmm. close. And, and they, they don't hide anything. You know, they just really, you guys are good at just, they're really good at communicating these days. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll get right back to the show, I promise. But first, I wanted to share more about our incredible sponsor of the podcast, Modern Fertility. So, did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? I'm talking egg count, menopause, timing, if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all the things that are good to know whether or not starting your own family is something you hope for in the future. And what if I told you you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving your home? Modern Fertility makes that possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. 
Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, a fraction of the price. And just by being a listener of our show, you can get $20 off your test when you go to modernfertility.com slash live and love. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you're planning to start a family, or maybe even just one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash live and love. That means your test will only cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash live in love. That's modernfertility.com slash live in love. What do you hope you say about y'all's friendship in 20 years? You're 20 years in. If you were 14, y'all are 18 years in. In another 20 years, yeah. what do you hope you say about y'all's friendship? You know, I hope we are just as honest with each other, good and the bad times. You know, I, I don't want to look back and, and think, man, I really wish this period of life I had kind of told her that, you know, this was happening, whether it's, you know, I wish she had been there more for me or, you know, I wish I'd been there more for her. So I hope we're always honest with each other about how we need each other because that's important is telling your tribe what you need from them i think that's Mm. things that people don't really you know it's all about others it's never you know what do we need from the people that mean the most to us so i hope that we're always honest in that way um that we're saying yes to all the ventures that we can you know who knows how many more babies we may have at that point in general but that's it's just crazy to picture like what your whole family will look like in 20 years like where i will be in 20 years it's kind of crazy but um we'll be right there you know like your family's my family and vice versa so lauren what's it going to take for y'all to have that in 20 years well i feel like we have such a healthy relationship right now so i think it's just maintaining what we have and continuing to have the grace continuing to be honest and continuing to create that space for each other in whatever circumstances we find ourselves but yeah I I totally see that and yes yes to all the adventures over the next 20 years I like to think in 20 years Willa Gray will be graduated from college probably ish if she goes if she chooses to go to college and maybe Ada James Mm -hmm. so hopefully by that point I'll be a little more home free about like with the things that I get to do in life. I mean, y'all may be sitting at weddings by then. Yeah. We could be doing mother daughter trips by then. Oh, you will be doing mother daughter trips by then. Yeah. Yeah. But I really hope that I'm able to take that spot of like where I feel like I'm able to walk more toward you and honor our friendship that way and let you have the crazy life for Hmm. a little bit. Like, I really want to see that in life to where I'm able to step in for you like you have for me and love you well through your crazy stages of life. And you know what? It's probably a huge blessing that the Lord hasn't made us both have insane lives at the same time, because I think that would be really hurtful, not intentionally, but I think it would be hurtful to our friendship because I think it would be very hard for us both to make that time. But Hopefully once my chaos slows down, yours will pick up and that's where I can do for you what you've been doing for me over the last like five, six years is what it feels like. I think she's crazy. It's physically not equivalent, but in any other way it is. But I do wonder if in 20 years you will say it was a gift from the Lord that our families, our futures built at different times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that will feel like what may today feel like a thing that has caused trouble or tension or hard conversations will be the gift you talk about in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep speaking that and believing that over a friendship. (laughs) That will be so awesome. In 20 years, we'll let you know. Yeah. We'll be back. One thing I I did kind of want to mention, I know we haven't talked a lot about is that I've been so intertwined in Lauren's family in general. I mean, you know, her sister is 
I would consider to be one of my closest friends too. And I also lived with her in college Mm -hmm. and you know, her, her family is, has literally been my second parents. So, and I've always wondered if she would ever get, if you would ever get almost not jealous, but upset that I considered her family to be so close to me, you know, outside of just you. I wondered if that would, if that Mm -hmm. even, even now, like that we're adults, but like even when we were younger, because we've been doing this since 14, I always wondered if it bothered you that, I was close to your parents and your sister now, but it's been such a blessing. I mean, you get Lauren, you get everyone else in the family. That's true. <laughs> That's true. The best. That's an interesting question. What do you think, Lauren? No, I mean, I, here's the thing. I think if you had like ill intentions or if you were trying to like make me feel left out, that would be a different conversation, but I know your intentions. And if I'm being really honest, I do struggle with FOMO. So like when I've been on the road and like my family's been doing something and Lindsay is literally like my fill in for the night with my family. I'm like, oh, I wish I was there with y'all. But it was never a feeling of like, I can't believe she's there because I'm not there. It was more like it made my heart so happy to know that my people who I adore love each other that much Mm -hmm. that they're able to have these relationships even if i'm not there like that brings so much joy to my heart Mm -hmm. to like watch the people who care the most about me and i care the most about them love each other so Mm -hmm. well but i would be lying if i said there were moments where i was like god i cannot believe i am in Little Rock, and you are... <laughs> Shout out to all of our friends at Little Rock. It's in a Little Rock problem. <laughs> and y'all are like having a cool party at my parents' house. I don't know. I just made that up. But, oh, um, we did. You it, just don't know about yeah. We did. <laughs> but no, it's it's always made me... It made my heart so happy. Not many people get to say that they have that with their family and friends. And I know my family adores you just as much as you do them. So that's been one of the biggest gifts in my life and relationships. See, and that's a relief for me. So good. We've both made each other feel a little bit better today about... (laughs) That's good. We needed this. This is good therapy for our friendship as well. Annie, you're free next week. (laughs) (laughs) What does it look like for you? And this can mean with me or with any other friends, but how do you live in love in friendship? in life? What does it mean for you to live in love and friendship? One of the biggest things these days that I have specifically been praying about for myself is that in any and every situation, um, which I surround myself with a lot of my friends, so with my friends specifically, is to always be the light in the room. Hmm. You know, furthering your people. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at keeping people in my life that are only going to further me. Needless to say, you know, Lauren is... You know, I I think of her when I say all these things as well. But if your people aren't furthering you and they're not being the light and they're not making you better, you know, what are you doing? You know, and so I really have been trying to be that light to those in in whatever capacity that is. Um, So I've been, you know, been praying that that's just just always finding the the good in all things and and making sure that when I leave the room, they're like, ah, that was nice. You know, just Mm -hmm. you just always want to be the positive person to the. Um, your friends. And I think it's always important to also put yourself in their shoes, even when you are going through, whether it's arguments or just just bad times. It's like, well, let me put myself in their shoes. What are they going through? I've had to do that a lot with, you know, Lauren. And you can better see them in that way. Yeah. Making sure you're, you're furthering your friends, you know, being a light to them and being someone that they want to come to. And, you know, then you're loving them well. That's good. How do you, Lauren, live in love in friendship? I feel like I do this a lot, but I totally want to take what you just said. But what came to mind was definitely imagining yourself in their position and your friend's position and what it looks like to love them best, whether it is calling out, you know, what you see in their life that's not fruitful. It's a good word. But... Just loving them well in that, you know, there are, I hope there are more times where I'm able to come more her way and give her grace when she's not able to be available for me. But then also in my position now, like making sure that I'm loving her well and letting her know how much I appreciate the effort 
that she is putting forth in our friendship because I feel like I don't have that capacity right now. I mean, for me, so much of what our friendship looks like is a lot of the way that I am in relationship with my family. I think so much of what how we operate is the same way that me and my sister operate a lot of the time. And I think that's just a testament to how true and close our friendship is. But when I look at our friendship and my closest friends, it is not that much different from my family. And so I think just honesty and grace and trying to put yourself in their shoes and knowing that whatever they are doing, it's probably like assuming the best of the situation and assuming they're doing it out of love for you. And and then if you find out that it's not and it's a selfish place or that they're not in a healthy place, having the courage to love them well through that and call them out. But I do think we both do that really well for each other. And I can't wait to see how much better we do over the next 20 years. I can't wait. We'll crush it. We are crushing it. She's my best friend. I love her to death. Love you. Hey, don't forget to partner with our friends at Crew. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. Simply text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could really change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326. That's L-I-V-E to 71326 to help now. Or you can visit give.crew.org slash live. Thank y'all so much for listening. I have had so much fun sharing these conversations with y'all. Oh man, it's been so good. That one today, Lauren, is so special. I do not know that people are talking about friendship that honestly and clearly. So friends, listen and share the show with your people. There are so many of us in friendships that we would love to hear this advice and this wisdom from Lindsay and Lauren. And if you get a chance to rate and review the show, that would mean a lot to us. I really hope y'all will join us next week for our episode of the Live and Love podcast, where we get to talk about what it means to live in love and loss.